Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Ahlan wa sahlan marhaban bikum Welcome everyone Apologize sincerely for the delay Sincerely apologize for the delay uh, We had some technical issues Even though we've been on here for a while Looks like sometimes new surprises are always there to test our patience And our, you know, commitment And looks like all of you brothers and sisters are more committed than us MashaAllah, so we want to thank you for your patience Hope you guys are doing good Hope your families are well And uh, you, if you have done iftar, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your siyam Those who are still fasting, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your siyam I hope you guys are enjoying our uh, moments with the Qur'an If you are, tell us how much you're enjoying it What has your what's What has been your favorite moment with the Qur'an? In the last 22 nights with us And if you are also tuning in To um, Top 10 The classroom of the Sahaba um, Tell us what, what you like most about that I uh, want to know Mufti Abdurrahman Assalamu alaikum Mufti Saab Mufti Saab I, I cannot hear you For some reason Um I'm sure the crowd can, can hear can you me. Try to speak again. The crowd can hear me, but I'm pretty sure. Hello, move this up. Can everyone hear me? I can hear you can now. Everyone... I can hear you. I can hear you perfect. What happened? Did you change some settings in your mic? I had to change settings. This, I mean, today has been the te- day of tests and trials. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about because I also went through a test with my crowdcast session, so no problem, inshallah. Oh, that's because that's because you you set yourself up for a disaster. You did you have Wi-Fi? No. No. Oh, it was okay. Are you, are you okay right now? Are you using um, data? Can you hear me and see me properly, Bajan? Perfecto, perfecto. All right, خلاص. <laughs> that's all that matters. As long as you're happy, Bajan. No, we're we're happy, man. We're just happy you're here. I was asking the crowd. Uh, if you uh, if you permit, Mufti Saab, I was asking the crowd, what has been their favorite moments among the Quran so far since we've started the month of Ramadan? What juz, what story stands out to you the most? Don't say everything, you know. Something, you know, if your wife make you special dish and you say everything tastes good, then you know you're khatanak. You're going not you're in some trouble. Um, that's a political answer. Political answer. Uh, okay. All right, Mujan. you are you are freezing a little bit and you are like you know back back and forth. Uh and uh we are we, we, there, but if something happens to you, I'll take over it, just let you know. So people are saying the tenth juz, Surah Maryam, someone saying one, two, three, fifteen, and twenty. Um what happened to all like four, five, six, seven? Like, well, you start off one, two, three, like, and it jumped to 15. We did a bad job in the middle, I think. Someone said 17. Um, uh, someone said, I love the one where you discussed Surah Maryam. Um, do we have a boy named Adam? He says, My name is Adam. Here is Adam, 10 years old. He's listening. Well, Salam alaikum, Adam. Where are you from? Where are you from, Adam? Uh, and uh, welcome to our program, and thanks for listening. He loved uh, Surah Maryam. 
Mashallah. Uh, Bajan, Bajan fanboy. This is a loyal, loyal fanboy. Loyal fanboy who's saying that every night has been amazing. This is what I'm talking about. This is, I need a few more fanboys like this. And if you are a girl, you can just become a Miftah sister. Just call yourself Miftah sister. And that means you are a fanboy of Miftah or fangirl of Miftah. Just call Miftah sister, which is uh, Yakfi, Yakfi, inshallah. Uh, uh, we are all sisters and brothers in Islam. So that has been great. I mean, the idea is sit back, relax, hear Mufti Sab's wisdom, keep yourself lighthearted, learn something, and uh, call it a day. Islam is very easy. I've been saying this. These mullahs, these mulvis, the big turbans, they make these big these sheikhs, they make Islam very difficult. Are you, talking you, know, about the, you know the uncles when you go for Jummah khutbah and they say, you guys make Islam very difficult. We hear that all the time. And I, I tell them, I said, have you got the blue passport yet? And they say, yes, I'm American. I said, welcome to America. We don't do that. <laughs> we make it very easy. You oh, ever you ever hajj with American group? Oh, man. Man, we make hajj very easy. You know, it's just so easy. Sheikh Abdullah, is stomach hurting? I cannot go to Muzdalfa. Go to room. Chill, man. Go go to room. Sheikh Abdullah, can you do tawaf for me? I'll do tawaf for you. You know, like, it's, Islam in America is like, come on, man. It's, are you serious? I mean, this brothers, these some of these uncles, they, they're still uh, tuning into Geo TV. Geo, Geo News, you know? Uh, you know, like, they're still watching the Pakistani channels and Pakistani Indian WhatsApp groups. They need to tune in to the Green Passport Scholars and the Blue Passport Scholars and the Red Passport Scholars. What's the Green Passport, Vajan? Pakistan's in the bad. <laughs> I just I'm messing around, man. That's what happens when I come. When we have technical issues. I kind of lose my mind. Let's go ahead, Mufti Zab. How's everything? I mean, based on your your conversation, seems like you're having a great day today, Bajan. Um, I mean, you know, Alhamdulillah, it's all in the mind. It's all in the minds and the hearts. You know, Allah Subhanahu is very kind. Yeah, but don't don't ever take Sheikh Abdullah's comments out of context. It's only for you on this uh, over here. That's it. That's it, guys. All right, Bajan. Yeah, some, some, your, hopefully your wife didn't add anything to your chai. Where's your chai anyways? My chai? Don't worry about my chai, man. It's, it's one of those days you, you know, technical issues, chai issues, you know, alhamdulillah, no wife issues. Everything is good. Everything is good. But Jen, we're, doing, we're, we're on the 22nd just today. Subhanallah, Ramadan is flying by so fast. Today's the 22nd night as well of Ramadan. 22nd juz. Last night was 21st night. We started at the Kaf. Alhamdulillah, it's going great. Um, inshallah. Um. Inshallah, inshallah, like by tomorrow, by tomorrow I'll be, I'll have Wi-Fi and hopefully I'll have no connection issues by tomorrow. But today in the 22nd juz, I was just reading through the 22nd juz. And the 22nd juz, we have Surah Ahzab, Surah, yeah. Surah Saba, Surah Fatir, and then Surah Yasin at the end of it. So inshallah, we're going to do Surah Yasin um, tomorrow, inshallah. Um, and we skipped through Surah Luqman. So I was trying to figure out some way, somehow, where we can mention something from Luqman but that will be connected into these surahs. Like I was just going, and it happened. It occurred to me pretty, you know, early on as I was reciting this juice today. You see, in this juice, there's one word that repeats itself a lot. One word, and that's the word. That's the same word that comes 
in the first principles of Luqman Hakim in Surah Luqman, the first principles, if you go back to on the 21st Juz, if you open up um, verse number, but I'll tell you, verse uh, number chapter, 12. Chapter 31, verse number 12. 12, that's the first principle of Luqman. The word is there, and it's also found seven times in the surahs that we're doing today, in the surahs. And there's a you know there's a deep connection with this word b- between these three surahs, and which what is that word? That word is uh, it's in, the, in verse number twelve. It comes وَلَقَدْ أَتِينَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةِ أَنِشْكُرْ لِلَّهِ وَمَنْ يَشْكُرْ فَإِنَّمَا يَشْكُرْ لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ That we gave Luqman. Of course, Luqman Hakim was a person who Allah had given so much wisdom, and you know um, so much of this dunya too. And we told him after giving him hikmah, wisdom, and and wealth in dunya that he must be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who's grateful to Allah, then indeed he's gonna, he's basically being gra- grateful to himself because he himself or she himself are going to, she themselves are going to benefit. Look, in in, surah, in the Surah Saba, you have almost the same thing happening over here. In Surah Saba, Saba is about this place in Yemen, this nation of Saba, you should live in Yemen. The Prophet was asked, was the first person, the first uh, the first leader of Qawm Saba a male or a female? And he said he was a king and he had 10 sons. Six sons lived in Yemen and four sons went around the world. And of course, later on, they had multiple kings and queens. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed these people so much in such, a, in such a way where the water stream was coming to them. They had everything. Allah gave them everything. Whatever they needed, you know, uh, someone could walk in their gardens with a bucket on, on their head, a basket on their head, without even plucking any fruits or anything. The fruits would fall right into their basket without doing anything. That's how ripe the fruits were. That's how... And, and that's how the the agriculture in the lands were being fertile. It was the best place you could be on the place the earth, on, the, on the planet Earth. And Allah is talking about this nation of Saba. But before he he speaks about the nation of Saba, he speaks. So there's in one ruku from verse number uh, nine to twenty one, and then in Surah Saba, which is the twenty fourth surah in the Quran, from nine to twenty one, Allah speaks about two opposites. And Bajan, I know you love this topic today. And Shukr is after, but this is before Shukr. There's a to- topic. The topic is first Allah SWT speaks about Dawud al-Islam and Sulaiman al-Islam, who were two kings who were given money. Okay? So he basically sets the foundations down. He says, the, the problem is not the money. The problem is not your prosperity. The problem is not your big homes. It's completely fine to have that. Look, Dawud al-Islam and Sulaiman al-Islam were kings. It's completely fine to have that. The problem is the why, difference. Why did you say I would like this? Because I, I, I you, you're one of those guys, you know? You trying to say I'm materialistic? No, I'm not trying to say anything. Though. I'm not, why are you putting words in my mouth? You're trying to say that I, I love my dunya. I'm not trying to say that either. I'm just trying to say you're real. You're real. Thank you. I'm just. I mean, I try to know. Like, if you're saying I love my dunya, man, I love my dude, but the, I mean, we love the nama. You know, we we can't. But like alhamdulillah, shukr. Absolutely, but you see, <laughs> now I'm not trying to say anything. But I'm just saying you're real. That's it. Allah says to Dawood, Okay, I gave you all of this. Now be grateful. Be mm. grateful and give it back. And Allah says, And very few of my servants are actually grateful. And then as far as right after that, He speaks about Saba. He says, There are signs for us in the... In the, in right, the away. Right, uh, away. right away. Right away. Right away. SubhanAllah. So you have one hand, you have Allah saying to Dawood al-Islam and Sulaiman al-Islam, be grateful and look, I've given you this. And then right away he brings another nation who Allah blessed so much. Allah then tells them, rabbikum. Every yes. single thing I've given you, you enjoy it. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to eat less. 
enjoy, relax, do what you gotta do. And be grateful to Him. Allah has given you such a blessed place. And He's such a forgiving Lord, He will forgive you. But what happened? They didn't do that. They didn't do that. So in, inherently, the, the world, dunya itself, subhanAllah, we could use what we have, especially living, you know, this, this in, in this surah, Allah talks about people that, that when they were given, they actually got closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some people, when they were given, that was the reason why they were destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So where are we in that, you know, where are we in that bucket, right? As far as budget, as far as money is concerned, wealth is concerned, we have a responsibility. The more Allah has given us, you know, that one statement on the Joel Serena, which was closed now, to whom much is given, much is expected. Correct. To whom much is given, much is expected. The more Allah is giving us, you know, this is now Allah is also expecting from us. And I'm reading, you know, these some some of these statements from this book over here about, you know, how our, our how our pious predecessors used to engage with wealth, right? It's not like they were running away from money. Rather, you know, um, it, it, it comes in one narration. So when it was in time of Umar al-Anhu, a lot of those, it was abundance of wealth. And there was, there was a lot of exchange of gifts. People like wow. people giving me gifts, you giving me a lot of exchange of gifts. So people stopped. Man, I, would love to be in that. I would love to be in that era. <laughs> people stopped working. People stopped working. So Umar al-Khattab said, Oh people, get good jobs. Have good, you know, have good sources of income. Because in that, there's goodness for yourself wow. and in that also is a means of tying relationship with others you can do good for wow. others and you can wow. do good for yourself isn't that powerful amazing amazing right? that, that's the idea that, that, this this one you're going to love wow <laughs> right the prophet said when you're given something without asking for it so an honorarium but you just walk into some place and they just give you they give me a big check what are you going to do with it I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat the check before I, take, I cash it. <laughs> no, no, no. The idea is, look, this is Zubair um, um, ibn Awwal said, "Inna al mal Look, true that people always talk about wealth in a negative way, but with money, with resources, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has. There's so many. You know, channels of goodness hidden in it. You can you can join ties. You can spend in the path of Allah. You can help. You can. It will help you get better character. At the same time, there is that negative con effect of it could get you more inclined towards dunya, right? Um, right? Like wealth in the hands of a righteous person. There is nothing better than that. Like nothing better than that. And and, and every time. People in the time of the Prophet, some with exceptions like Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and uh, you know, like the, the top tier Sahaba, or even Sabi Waqas, when he was sick, he was ready to give all his wealth in sadaqah. The Prophet says, No, you can't give more than one third. It's better that you leave your family rich, independent, than they ask someone else for help. Like be be balanced. So the fact that wealth, money, you know, the Christian community went into an extremist movement where like Dunya is science, dunya, you know, acquiring this is like something contrary to spiritual growth. But in Islam, it's contrary to that, that like what you said, Umar al-Khattab, Ya you and Nas, 
اطلب المعيشه ستيتمنت اوف عمر بن الخطاب اصلحوا معيشكم يا اصلحوا معيشكم ميك ماني help people it's it build connections and and if you it's being righteous on the sajada on the pyramid is like one tenth of islam and the rest of it is to be righteous in business and dealings and honesty and that's our islam so people are people feel like you know when they go to the masjid they feel they feel righteous they feel like they're doing good deeds they feel like they're doing good but we should also have if we have that mentality when we're working whatever that work is whether we're making mashallah some people are you know doing some they're making these um, eid cookies and selling them someone's making these shirts whatever they're doing right it, if that is also a, a type of worship if you have the right niya look allah is saying that in the in the surah surah in surah saba he's saying you have dawud and sulaiman alayhi allah gave them allah said enjoy it and understand the rights that allah has for you in, the, in that wealth Muhammad another statement he says subhanallah what a, the, the one of the best assistance in in fearing Allah subhanahu ta'ala is to be independent of others like to have it's enough it's to survive how do you know I love this topic I love this topic <laughs> I love this stuff there's someone that's keep on going in and out the doors keep on um um opening and closing don't get mad at them don't make that face just take it easy they, they know whoever it is your student or someone don't get mad just Tell them that if they can sit down, sit down. And if they have to leave, let them leave. Just close the door so we can hear you without any distraction. Inshallah. I'll make sure I tell them. I didn't, I didn't give them the heads up today. They don't know where I'm sitting. It's okay. Don't worry, man. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all dandy, Mufti Sahib. It's all one thing. I just want to make sure we all enjoy the moment. Let me say one more statement to you. Are you ready? There's no khair in the one who does not does not even want to earn money. Like, like brother, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I don't want to earn, man. I'm I'm good, you know. I'm just gonna collect unemployment checks. I'll be good for the next two years, you know. I'm 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 all right. I'm gonna sit back, you know. No, you. I'm blessed. No, no. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, I'll take, I'll take it hour by hour. You know. No. لا خير في من لا يريد جمع المال من حله يعطي منه حقه. Take that and give it whatever the right is that you have on the people have on you. You give it to them. And now also you don't have to ask people for anything. You're independent of them. Subhanallah. At the end of the day, the, the, I will conclude this segment with this dua. This dua is beautiful. He said, Allahumma zahid fi, zahidna fi dunya wa wasi' alayna minha. Allahumma zahidna fi dunya wa wasi' alayna Minha. Oh Allah, make us our hearts detached from dunya, but oh Allah, also expand as much of it, as much as of it as you can for us. So we don't want to be attached to it. That's but we want very, very tricky dua. I like that. Qulu amin. Everybody say amin. <laughs> say amin for me. I say amin for you. Allahumma zahidna fi dunya wa minha. Wa minha. La ilaha. Amin. 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 This is the last 10 nights. But, um, you know, but the reality is Listen, a lot of people, a lot of people, they act like, you know, I don't like dunya, you know, I don't like nice cars, I don't like nice house. It's not true. I mean, we have that attachment to it. Yeah. But can we give it away? Can yeah. we help someone with it? And you spoke about this, Mufti Sab, this is, you, wanted, you spoke about this at FIC fundraiser yesterday. We were not created for this dunya. We were not made, if we understand that, a lot of it, or the less of it should not distract us or do not make us depressed. 
you know, wala yulhikum kathratuha. You know, it won't, you know, you know, deviate you if you have it a lot of, if you have abundance of it. And when you don't have it, you won't feel miserable because you know this is a test and Allah has better for you in akhirah. It's okay. It is Allah that decides. So someone wants to become wealthier, Allah is having a lot of wealth is barakah, barakah. No. Barakah is not in, in the numbers. It's not in the inflation. It's not in big balance. Barakah. Oh Allah, increase in barakah in what you have given us. What you have given us. 5,000 can be more than subhanAllah enough. You can have 50,000 coming in every month and still you're locked up to your throat in debt and in disparity and misery and filing bankruptcy. That's barakah is something else. You're not, it's, may Allah grant us barakah. Kulu ameen. I mean, I mean, I mean. But Jan, the thing is that it's, it's not we always talk about this it's not the it's not the object itself it's not the wealth itself but it's how you engage with it you know it's basically some people engage with it when they when they you know the that i spoke about this many a, months ago yeah. you know it's like خلاص, when you're when you're you know when you're starting your career early on in your career my brothers and sisters make sure you already have decided that this much percent of my wealth, this much percent of my time, you know, if I'm going to give for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't matter what happens. So now you're working hard, you know, you're going to, people are now even asking, what residency should I do that can be the best suitable for, you know, for deen, for the, to serve deen. I, to, I told him, I said, you know what? One person asked me that, it was a kid, one student from Mayo Clinic, he asked me, which residency, which, which type of profession should I have, you know, that I could tell people? I said, Honestly, maybe you should just do the one that makes the most money and gives you the most flexibility and use that money to help people. Wow. You know, like I'm not sure about the profession itself, but you know, don't don't settle for less, you know. It's like that mama mentality. Like it's not like if you work hard, make sure you know you're working hard in 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 in, in that aspect, you're also working hard to attain ilm. Allah is telling the Qawmi Sabah, all I wanted you to do is go ahead and enjoy it. You know, that's it. Just be thankful to me. Be grateful. Understand where it came from. Right? Understand where you came from. Sometimes, sometimes we forget. We forget where we came from. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know that. How, how, uh, how, what, what a big fool is that person who forgets where he came from, or where she came from, where he's, or he, he or she is going. The famous story of Mahmoud and Ayah. So the idea, the source is Allah. You know, Imam al he was complaining to his teacher and he said, oh. Before you go to the story of Ayaz, I just want to say this. One way to never forget where you came from is always go back to those people who need help. Exactly. Go back to those communities. If you're from Pakistan, Bangladesh, Palestine, Syria, and there are communities that they go back and look, that could have been you. Yeah, exactly. That could have been you. Allah SWT brought you to a, a, a first world country, establish work, you know, stabilize income. Now, you could help them. Don't walk away from them. So, I mean, someone more talented than you was sitting there, but they didn't have the same opportunity you did. It just few things had to sit well for you to come here. How many people that I meet, Mufti Saab, they tell me, I, I don't know what happened. Like, you're like Allah, it was a miracle that they got green card. They got, you know, why are you smiling for when I say green card? 
I can't smile. Okay, just, you know, just questioning you. Um, you know, the, how many people I know that they, they they didn't believe they would get residency or they would get a, a engineering position at you know at Microsoft or or some IT company at Facebook or anywhere. You know, like God gave them that, set them up. So many more people, talented people, sitting across the globe who probably can do better than us. But Allah subhanahu wa gave us this opportunity. So it's really important to remember our roots by looking back at these people, helping them. And if you're indigenous, if you're American, born here, raised here, you don't have anyone back home, it's okay. Think about all the poor people in this country. Look at them, help them out. Don't forget the, the, what happens if we move into these gated communities. These people can't come to us. We just go make money from them. Remember, you know that saying, if you serve the masses, you will live in the classes. If you serve the classes, you will live in the masses. I never heard that before, but that's pretty awesome. No, you can write it down and put it on your wall. <laughs> you want me to say it again? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to write it down. Yes, go ahead. You serve the masses, like the like the, the larger community, you have so much that you live in the classes. But you, if you serve the classes, you just, you know, uh, change table covers and, you know, drop, you know, get here, here and there, get tips. You're going to live in the you're going to live in the masses. And prophets lived served. This is prophetic too. The prophets didn't live in the classes. Neither did they not live, only work for the classes. They worked in the masses. They worked yeah. in the. It's prophetic. Like they went in the in inner streets. They went into the. I said this other day. If a prophet was to come today, most likely he'll come to Flint in America. Why the Flint city? Why? Because the prophets were sent to the most dilapidated cities. Like nobody wanted to come there. And Allah will send a prophet into those nations. High violence, high lying and corruption. And those prophets will flip those cities and make them into cities of attraction. SubhanAllah. So not only religiously, economically, they change the whole community. Yeah, that's a great point. But John, the thing is, like, it's just about understanding where it came from. And when you understand where it came from, but John, when you understand where it came from, then you know that you're. it's not, has nothing to do with you, but it came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like you cannot take any you cannot take any uh, credit for it. Qarun, like the example of Qarun, Allah is the one that gave him the wealth, right? This was a few years ago. Allah is the one that gave him the money. Allah is the one that gave him the art of earning money. And no one stopped him from earning money. Musa never ever told him you shouldn't earn money. Go ahead. You know, earn more, earn more. Earn more. And just keep going. But the the, the problem came where the, the, when he said that I earned all this because of my own uh, you know my own work my own intellect my own talent, my own talent. And, you know and that's where the problem comes we don't we don't have any we are not we're in this surah Allah says yeah you must and later on in surah Fatr right before surah Yasin Allah says Antum you know we're nothing we're all faqir we're in, we're dependent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah is the only one who's independent. Everything comes from the source. So if we forget that, that's when we lose gratitude. And I, I, I and you know, Subhanallah, Allah. And I wrote this down earlier today too. I don't know when I was right when I was writing this down. I wrote this down about this. Allah says over here, right after Qawm Saba, what happened? Allah when he when he said to them, Washkurula, you know, be grateful. And they weren't grateful. What did Allah do? All those the same place that they were living peacefully, the same gardens that they had, Allah transformed those same gardens. And those same waters into places of misery for them. So it says, That a person who does not 
be grateful to Allah upon his ni'mas, then pretty much he has set himself up that Allah is going to remove those ni'mas from his life. Like, like you're telling Allah, please remove them from my life if you're not grateful to Allah and you don't know where you came from. Like I was, we'll, we'll say the story of Mahmoud and Ayaz at one part where, you know, the, the uh, Mahmoud, um, he, um, he, so he was told that your servant Ayaz always, um, he has this little treasure, this chest in his room and his room is locked. And then he this little safe in his room that is always locked. No one can go there. And, um, so and he's also your treasurer. So we're we have we're suspicious about this man that for sure this person is stealing from your from your from your from your treasurer for sure because he has this locker and the safe that no one can access. So he goes there every morning and every evening. So he probably is putting things in there. So the king then summoned Ayaz and he asked Ayaz, "Do you have um, do you have a safe in your room?" He said, "Yes." Does anyone else have a key for the safe? He says, "No." He says, "Has anyone ever seen what's in the safe?" He says, "No." He says, okay, so what are you hiding in this safe? And Ayaz replies, he said, oh, king, you know, in this, before I came to this palace, and of course, you know, Mahmoud gave him so much respect, you know, be, he became one of the close people to Mahmoud, and he was one of the noble people of the palace. He said, before I came here, I was from the village. I walked into this palace with torn shoes, with an old topi, you know, patched clothes. So that was where I came from. That was who I was before I came here. Those shoes, those slippers, that garment and that topi is what I have in the safe. And every morning and every evening, I go there to look at it and I remind myself, oh Ayaz, this is who you truly were. If it wow. wasn't for this king, you would not have this. So be grateful to him, appreciate him and respect him. And I remind myself over and over again, I don't want you know, my, fa my fancy clothes and my comfortable cushions to deceive me and make me forget where I actually came from. So the idea where you said, Bajan, if you keep reminding yourself about that, subhanAllah, that's when you can be appreciative, respectful, and obedient to Allah subhanahu wa And Allah just demands that from us. Allah does not demand us to live a, live a life of complete poverty, of complete zuhud. But Allah demands from us a life to live where the more you get, the more you give back to Allah subhanahu wa The more you get, the more you can help others. And there's nothing wrong with that to make du'a for that. Of course, we're not gonna we're not gonna justify our not coming to the masjid. Okay, you haven't been to the masjid for three weeks. Why not? You know, I'm just trying to earn some money so I can give back to the masjid. No, no, your time is more valuable than your money. Wow. So don't don't deceive yourself by that. But but at the same time, don't be the one who's in the masjid, you know, and not doing anything else. No, we could absolutely be like you know. There's there, there's it's how we engage with the, the ni'mas Allah has given us. Some people Allah gives them ni'mas. And that ni'mah is just there to distribute to others. And some people Allah gives them ni'mas and they feel like, oh wow, you know what? This is for me. I did all this work. And all it's it's all coming to fruition. I was a genius. It's all it's all working. It's all working out now. And and then they become ungrateful to Allah. And a sign of becoming ungrateful to Allah is they start praying salah, start reading Quran, stop crying in front of Allah, stop giving back to others. These are all signs of lack of gratitude. And when that happens, and how in the Surah of Saba, Allah changed those same homes. The same homes where we built in these, you know, these mass, these classes, what is behind these subdivisions, all that. Those same homes, that same homes that we thought will bring us happiness and joy, now bring us misery and agony instead of happiness and joy. Because now you were not grateful to the one who gave you. So Allah removed the barakah from your life. And I think this is the this is the this is the theme of these surahs. Beautiful, Mufti Sabi. I want to say sometimes you know we don't even realize that people amp us up by saying you did it, man, you did it, sister. You know, you, you graduated. So now when people are saying stuff like that, which is true, we're supposed to say, Alhamdulillah. 
You know, like yeah. mashallah, you pulled it through. You 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 know you have a 4.0 GPA. You got the scholarship. You earned it. You hear that, right, Muftisab? You earned it. You deserve it. So when people say that to us, now that that sometimes affects our mentality. Like, yeah, it's me, man. It's me. I earned it. You know, and some and it's really in the materialistic world. If you don't boast about your your accolades, yeah, achievements, you're not someone that's going to demand respect. You have to like, you know, I am so and so, and I have this many papers and this many articles and this many places have been cited and stuff like that. Like you look at their bios, all you know, all you know, all exaggerated, many of them. But the reality is that. That that's what happens when every time someone praises, like if someone says, "Oh, Mufti Sab, great khutbah! You you're the best speaker." You're like, "Who gave me this tongue? Who gave me the mind? Who gave me the ability to stand here? Even if I had all this ability, Allah is hiding all my mistakes, and people are actually listening to me. There's so many people who are probably more righteous than us, honestly, who are listening. Not probably, they are for sure. Most likely, hundred percent. Did I say probably? I apologize. Lack of communication skills you know um but the the most most likely and definitely there are people who are listening who are far more righteous than us and they're they're here because of their good heart and they're listening i'm telling you brothers and sisters who are listening righteous people great muslims we are just messengers you know we're just taking what allah has said the prophet sallallahu teachings and sharing with you even when people, you know, sometimes stuff like Bajan fanboy, Mufti Sab fanboy, like what? If any of these fanboys knew how bad we were, I was in this, in deep down inside. Not one of their propellers on their fans would work. <laughs> you know, like the reality is, we are not perfect. You know, Wallahi lo alimu qabiha sarirati la bas salama alayya min talqani. May Allah make us better than their expectation. This is Abu Bakr's dua. Allah make us forgive us for what Abu Bakr used to say this. Like he never used to go. So how many people came up to Abu Bakr Siddiq? You are the, the ambassador of the Prophet. You are the first Khalifa Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. Quran was revealed. Allah called him Sahib. The Prophet's companion, only person in the Quran that's called the Prophet's companion is Abu Bakr Siddiq. You know, uh, so even him, he's like, Oh, Allah, forgive me for what they don't know. This is so important. Even if our religious achievements are material achievements, worthy achievements, your children are amazing, mashallah. You didn't raise them. I mean, Allah made you responsible to raise them. Just be grateful. Alhamdulillah. Abu Ji said something very interesting about this. He said that. He was telling us about our madrasa, our institutions. He was saying that we, we're, I'm sitting in Masjid Uthman Afan, right? This is where it all started. We had, you were here 2010, 11, 12, four or five students. You know, the roof was leaking. You know how it was. And, you know, from there, Allah took us, gave us an institution, a Michigan Islamic Institute, gave us Miftah Institute. Now we have all these students that are learning from us. Abu Ji said something very interesting. He said, if your salah and your shukr at that time is the same as this time, it's not gonna work. As you get more, you have to increase in that. Wow. And my my example of that is this. You're driving an old 1997 Honda Civic, 
the you keep on saying that same Honda Civic example all the time. You've been traumatized by that old 1997 Honda Civic. May God forgive the person that gave it to you. Oh, no. I mean, I bought it from some guy for a thousand dollars. It was a winter beater. So you had, you had, so if you have an old car, the insurance policy on that car is much cheaper. But if you get a brand new car, like, you know, at least a brand new F90 M5 or an F80 M3, the insurance policy. Say something else. I don't know anything else other than that. So you have, you get a newer car. So your insurance policy on that to be much more expensive because now you have more, uh, more of an exp more expensive car, something that's you know worth more, valuable. So the insurance policy on that's going to be even more expensive. So you started off with you know as you're getting more and Allah's giving you, you were you know you were once a, a you know a ten year old kid. Then you went to college. Then you went to med school, or you went to be, finish an engineering course. Now you got a job. You got married. If your salah. And your du'as and your tears are similar to what it was 10 years ago, that's a problem. That's not a sign of a person who's shakur. Abuji said this. You know, Abuji said you have to increase. As you get more, you have to increase your tears. You have to increase your du'as. You have to increase your ibadah. That's a sign that you're being grateful to Allah. And that a person, just like how lack of gratitude is asking Allah to remove the ni'mah, gratitude is securing the ni'mah. SubhanAllah. It's securing the ni'mah. Whatever ni'mah Allah you're secure by doing by doing this. So Allah make us like that. I mean, the first thing the people of Jannah are going to say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, al Hazan. When we go to Jannah, you're not going to say, I did this, but you're going to say, Thank all, thank all, all praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I thank Allah for everything He did for us. So, you know, we take this. Before we go, I got to go. I have Surah Yasin and Surah Safa today. That's why I'm so excited. I feel a little easy, you know. But um, but let me say something to you, Muftisab. All the shukr that you said. And Surah Luqman, Anushkurli, Allah says, Wali walidik. Yeah. You know, show shukr, your gratitude to Allah and to your parents. The biggest blessing that we have, Ba'd al-Islam, Ba'd al-Afiyah, having health and Islam, the greatest blessing is our parents. Okay. If your parents are in the same room as you right now, I want you to get up and kiss them such a way that you put the saliva all over their face. <laughs> I hope you brush your teeth after your thought. You know, I want you to kiss them. I want you to make them feel they just got mopped by your mouth. You know, I want you to hug them. I want you to thank them. I want you to be grateful to them. I want to do the same thing. And if your mom is not here, if my mom is listening, our parents are listening, we, our parents have done so much for us. We, we owe it to them. And the more grateful we are to our parents, Allah will give us tawfiq to serve them. Allah or will we be able to grant get, Allah will grant us Jannah. Allah will grant us the best of this dunya, grant you good children, pro prosperity. You know? So I I want you to just honor you know, your you can you can also massage your feet if they're older and you want to stay away from the COVID thing. You can just grab them, you can grab their feet too and massage you your feet. It's COVID stuff, wear a mask, uh, wear some gloves, N95 jumpsuit but you know you don't have to touch them just be around them respect them hear them and if they're far away pick up their call they're calling you and they're worried about you pick it up answer their call shukr liwalidayk this is the the, uh, the basic right of a parent that we don't cause them any harm to their heart and if we're doing this we'll have many more years and many more blessed moments with our parents in this dunya, and inshallah, we'll enjoy 
their shade in akhirah. Jazakumullah khair, everyone. God bless everyone. And of course, if you're grateful to God, you got to become a miftah sustainer. <laughs> you know, that's one way to be grateful. So just go on miftah um, sustainer and $20 a month, $50 a month, $100. I've been watching <laughs> and, and I see the names. Mashallah, some youth from across the world giving $5, $10. Some people give $500. So whatever little you can give, um, whatever coffee you can give, one coffee, two coffees, three coffees a month, maybe a few coffees outside of Ramadan, just give it to you, inshallah. We'll hopefully maximize your support and cause and support of Islam, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Top 10 tonight at 12 o'clock. Tonight, Mufti Abdul Wahab and Imam Siraj Wahaj. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.